Zeke will say something. He'll be like, you know, I really like this. It's uh, something really good. And <laughs> no, he, always takes, he always takes this big breath before he's about to say I something. I thought he's just nosing it. That's what I thought. Like, no, I thought he, he was always just nosing it. Like, I thought he's sitting here talking oh, to a breath? glass that's and going, a, that's a breath. That's not a nose. No, that's a breath before oh, he's going to say something. Off. Oh, shit. And, and yeah. he does this, too. He goes like... Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we are the dads drinking bourbon, often imitated, never duplicated. Zeke, say hello to the folks. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. No aloha. Hola. My kid said that today, actually. I meant to say that and I forgot. Oh, well. Your kid's getting smart. <laughs> smart's not the word. It's lack of sleep. Is lack, makes, lack of sleep makes him speak in different languages? He and I both, except mine is vulgar and his is, I don't know. But we're both frustrated <laughs> with each other. Que pasa? Yeah, it's like something Papa and Rock and it's... A lot of people liked your Muy Poco or Muy Poco. Muy Poco. Muy Poco. It should be Muy Poquito. Hablo un poquito español, pero es Spanish is different than North. I don't know. No, hablo un poquito español, pero es muy mal. Lo siento. Uno más cerveza, el por favor. That's all they ever taught me. <laughs> well, we are very, very, very lucky tonight because you guys may have heard of this crew. We love them. We know you guys love them too, but we are lucky enough to have the Barrels and Brews crew, Justin, we have James, we have Dan the Bearded Dram. All three of you are here in the studio tonight, so thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys. Don't all uh, speak at once. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Thanks, sir. You guys are known for your picks in the area, in the Middle Tennessee area. We also know that you guys are a place that everybody should go on their whiskey tour in the area. We have been here, <laughs> we're recording way too late because we all just like hanging around and talking and sharing pours with each other. But we have been drinking on your Grouchy Groundhog. Yes, sir. And which is a, a brother to the Grumpy Groundhog. Yeah, so we picked that on the exact same day, Groundhog's Day, February 2nd. And one is a, a Knob Creek regular bourbon, that is the Grumpy Groundhog. The Grouchy Groundhog, which you guys have in the store right now, is a, a Knob Creek rye, right? Yeah, he was a stubborn rye. Apparently, it took him a little longer to get to our location than uh, his other brother, but... You know, we're finally glad that we got them, and um, it was a pleasant picking experience as always. We picked a good one, I believe. I heard he saw a shadow and went back in. They said it was going to be six more weeks to the barrel. <laughs> Apparently, that's exactly what happened, but maybe a little team. bit longer. <laughs> yep. I mean, we could do a whole show on this. We are doing a blind tonight because that's what you do when you come on the show with us. But you guys do a lot of barrel picks. What are the things that you look for? I think that's the thing that you each have different ninja skills. Dan, I would say, looks for the nose. Justin, I think, and I don't want to speak for you guys, Justin's more about the experience. I'm not, you know, mouthfeel, things like that. You're always talking about that with me. 
James, you're, I don't even know where you fall on this. So tell me about what you guys are, are thinking when you're going to, to pick a barrel. I'll, I'll go first. This is very simple. Secret weapon right there. Yeah. You don't know about it. So no, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm actually, I'm very quick and easy. I normally. Wow, that's a Five really bucks. bad. Yes, oh, you are, bro. No, when it comes to barrel tasting, I. Uh, I know. Justin told me stories. No, I I knows I knows through. Yeah, funny. Known for a long time. Um, I mean, no, I I knows through um, initially, and then definitely taste through and go back and revisit once, maybe twice over. But um, I'm I'm very uh, very quick on my decisions. You can ask these guys. Like, I, I don't have to revisit over again. It's like, okay, I know this, I know that. There's a characteristic I look for. I'm looking for, you know, mouthfeel, you know, how, how the palate's going to be, what's on the finish, you know, all in all, overall taste aspect of everything for, for the bourbon or whisk, rye, whiskey, whatever it is itself. Um, that's me. I'm, I'm quick, simple, easy, in and out. <laughs> Justin also says you're a better inside spoon than you are an outside spoon. <laughs> Hey, there's nothing wrong with Oh man, it's just like for so milk. many things right nothing now. Nothing like almond milk. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> Dan, what do you look for when you're doing a barrel pick? To stay away from James as much as I can. Uh, no, I think we, uh, I think we're all on the same page in that regard. That we're always looking for. We want a really good oily mouthfeel. Something that's going to stay with you. What I always look for is something that obviously with the nose is pleasant, has good permeating flavors that you can pull out of that nose. I don't want anything that's bland. I want something that's going to speak to me. Uh, Zeke and I can go on for hours about that. Once you get that flavor into your mouth and you can really feel that, I want something that's going to stay with you for a little while. I don't want something that you feel like, like a glass of water where you're constantly drinking it to quench the thirst. I want something that you're going to hold on to. You don't have to constantly be sipping on it you can enjoy it from start to slow burn finish and something that doesn't fall off i think is also one of my key things joseph what about you from the get-go when i go into these things i am always looking for an experience and i'm always looking for something flavorful something that lingers on the palate something that just makes you want to go back to that glass and be like man i've got to have another pour of this and when it comes to the basis of these selections, yes, I want something with a good nose. And to other respects, sometimes that can fall flat on the palate. So when I'm going back to it, as much as I'm, we've been doing this together, I almost get overly excited because I do the uh, one thing that James and I do very similarly. We've known each other for a very long time is, uh, yeah, we go through and nose everything first. Old Sensory Factory, it prepares you for what you're about to taste. It gets you excited and you dive into it. My basic form is palate to finish. I am one of the biggest things, like I said, that's what gives you the experience. The nose will prepare you, but chances are if it's faint, not there, it's not gonna get you on the palate either. For me, it never has, that's how it's always been. But yes, I like a a heavy mouth feel, I like something with viscosity, oiliness. I like something that's long and lingering. Chances are when those things fall together, you've got a pleasant experience in a whiskey. But I like complexity too. I don't like anything that's one dimensional. And I think that's one of the reasons why I like your guys' picks so much. I mean, 
Everybody has talked about the Carruthers Bellmead pick from last year. If you're in the Middle Tennessee area, Justin James and Dan, I've talked to you guys separately. Some of my favorite picks from you guys last year were the Thorny Nectar for Roses and your OBSQ for Roses. I think those two, for me, I liked more than the Bellmead for different reasons because of the complexity, the changing with them, you know, the fact I, I talked about that thorny nectar. It was hot. It was very hot proof wise, but it wasn't it was just warm. Yep. Like when you had it, it was just warm. It didn't taste like a hundred and twenty proof. Yeah, it was one twenty one and some change. Yeah. But now the uh the flavors that just pulled together in that entire whiskey, it's still one of our I know as a whole is one of our favorite picks to date. Going back, guys, to what you were saying about the the picks, I mean, I think that is one of the things, I think you'd be the first person to say that you don't have to be an expert to make a good pick. You just have to know what you like and go for it, right? And I think the three of you guys talking about what you like, that is right there in that wheelhouse. Each one of you individually knows what you're looking for. Together, I think you bring different aspects to the table I'm not trying to kiss your butt because you're sitting at the table, but I the proof has been in the pudding that that formula really works in, in having those different perspectives and, and what you're looking for. So first off, thank you for the good whiskey. Second, that's got to be pretty fun, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's totally fun. Yeah. I mean, one of the key things for us, though, is you have to have a good relationship like we do, the three of us, because you have to be willing to tell each other that you're wrong. And there are times that we find ourselves in a funky mood, wanting to go a different direction, and having the trifecta, if you will, the three of us were willing to say, no, this is where we're at, you need to revisit. Take a break, drink some water, come back and try it again. And we have found, I would say, 100% of the time, that we still we can rein each other in and help each other understand where we're at well it's just constructive criticism i mean very simply like you know john and i know where our palettes are and anyone that you know i even take a an opinion from Mm -hmm. the the biggest developmental thing is learning or what do they gravitate to when they tell me they taste this what does it equate to in my world and you can't figure that out with your close you know friends colleagues however you want to look at it then you can't talk about whiskey seemingly or anything right. else. Like you, you just have to have that, that baseline knowledge of, all right, they say this, I know what they're correlating to, but I know what it's going to equate to in my world and then find the common ground and, you know, everybody move forward. Well, I think you, you have to also have a perspective of, and this is where it's really a, a unique situation because coming from a retail perspective, you want to make sure that people are happy with what's produced. At the same time, when you're presented with a certain amount of barrels to choose from, we tend to err on the side of what is good versus what we think a novice taster would like. What the masses would like. We want somebody that appreciates bourbon or rye to appreciate this this barrel with us. And not to cut you off right there, but I, I think it begs a good question, right? Because the, the clientele that is going to come into the store and get a store pick 
versus the clientele that's going to come in and get Eagle Rare off the shelf, Buffalo Trace off the shelf. I mean, that has to be a more discerning clientele in the first place if they're looking for a pick, right? Well, even to circle back and where you said, you know, it's it's knowing what you like when you go in for a pick and going in for that. Well, what if what you like the world and the masses don't? So there's a fine line between having something that you like and also, I guess, you know, drinking or being around with people and sharing that thing and say, all right, I really liked this. I gave it to 10 of my close friends. At least eight of them said, yeah, man, that's that's the jam. And two of them were wrong. I mean, either way, though, if you, you know, if you don't have that, that confidence going into it, then you're, it would be really hard to make a decision of, yeah, I'll take 180 bottles of this because I think it's amazing. Right. Don't know about nobody else, so. Yeah, no, the, like, we go into everything blind. We don't want to know age. We don't want to know... We do that no, too. We'll yeah, yeah. Right. Using four roses as a yeah. an example, we don't want to know age. We don't know recipe because we have recipes that we enjoy ourselves. You know, everything is blind. We just go off taste, like, and what honestly we pick what fits our palates, and that's kind of the following that we have now. And I want you to jump in, Justin, but I think it's funny because when we talked to Al Young, he said there are some people that actually go to Four Roses and say, "I don't want any Q." Don't give me any anything that has Q in it. I just don't like it. And just because of the circumstance of what barrels they have available, sometimes people will get a Q. They don't know it's a Q, and then they end up picking it, even though they said, don't give me any Q. Mm-hmm. And, and I find that funny because if you don't have that open mind going in, sometimes you might miss out on something that you actually do really like. That's correct. I think open mind into whiskey just knowing that you appreciate what whiskey is and what you're looking for in the aspects of a whiskey, you want to go with something that all in out tastes good. But we have a profile that we look for and that's always been the base of what we do. Like that whole going back to that Q thing, it was kind of funny because the first Four Roses barrel pick that we ever did, we got the basic, we got the basic explanatory of, you know, hey, the person conducting, you know, usually doesn't land on the cues. And we were in blind anyway, so it didn't really matter. But we are like, well, I guess we won't be picking a cue today. <laughs> but it came down to an OBSQ and an OESK. And it just destroyed it. It just for that 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 time we tasted nine of the ten recipes and it I'm telling you man when you find one of those barrels and we did another one this year and it's just one of those things you have that experience and you know what you like. Well, no, we still laugh because I think Thorny Nectar was probably the pick that got the most notoriety and I still to this day will claim like that cue. I've told Justin plenty of times. Like, mm-hmm. I have no qualms saying that was my favorite pick. Still is like. Oh, that's great. We even tried the most recent one, and, and there were similarities to it. I think that's where people really get lost is they look at even you know Four Roses, which is more diverse than most distilleries, but mm-hmm. they just see the recipe and think, I had one of those that wasn't good. But, I mean, yeah. you know, last week, two weeks ago, we had last year's Q versus this year. Mm-hmm. There were similar features and you know, the way it pops, the robustness at front, but the whole profile as far as what you tasted, day and night different. And, and it's, both are good, but just completely different from it may hit your tongue till you're done with it. Don't judge a book by its cover, I guess, is where I'm trying to get to with that. Well, it's super no. funny you mention that because a mutual friend of all of ours, Gideon, 
I was just giving him. Mm-hmm. I had picked up an extra beast from the east from Elixir Spirits, another one of our friends, but I was giving that to him, and I also gave him a sample of your cue from last year. And I'm not lying, I just got a text from him last night where he was like, that cue was just one of the best four roses I've ever had in my life. And I was like, yeah, I know. Well, it we is, appreciate right? that. Yeah. Um, good, yeah dude. He is a, he is a very good, nice guy. Amazing guitarist, too. Well, I, he texted me last night as well. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. I texted him pretty regularly. No, I know. I, Gideon lives right down the street from me. Uh, we, we do need to get together and drink pours more. But I gave him some of that cue, and he just he loved it. Yeah, Which, obviously, he texted you, he, too. Yeah, he, he texted me last night. Well, so I, I think like along with what Zeke's saying, though, is that this last pick that we did, we oh. literally are standing in the tasting house, and Mandy comes up, barrel manager comes up, and says, there's one in here. And she knew how we, we like to play the game, and she doesn't want to give us any information other than, hey, there's a, there's a, a consistent run on a certain recipe and I'm excited to see what you guys think. And this is normally something that has never stood out in any blind. Right. And good Lord. It was, we hit the nose alone, and we all knew. But we, doing due diligence, eight barrels, we we went back through and... Sure well, I mean, if you're going to be there, you might as well drink their juice. Oh, heck right? yeah. <laughs> uh, we picked our top three because our goal is we love Four Roses so much, we definitely want to... Uh, if we can leave with more than one, yep. but um, there's a reason. Like we love so many dynamics of whiskey, and there's reasons you pick different things based off different expressions. But man, there was a couple. I'm telling you, that was probably one of the best lineups of Four Roses that we've ever had going up there to do a barrel selection. And it, mm-hmm. it all came into the first five. Well, I'm just gonna say, it's, like when I go into Baskin Robbins or I go into Jenny's or any other ice cream store, and they, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. I might know I'm getting <laughs> vanilla every single time, but I'm going to ask for the Brambleberry Crisp <laughs> sample, and I'm going to ask for the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup yeah. sample, just because I feel like it's a waste if I don't get my money's worth, right? Right, right. Hey, at one point in life, a very good friend of mine told me Baskin-Robbins had 31 flavors for a reason. For an exact reason. Yeah. I know I'm going to go any further, but... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, I mean, just to circumvent though, we go back through the fact that there are certain recipes that are coming into maturation at specific times, and we may not really care for it one year, but to Zeke's point, the next year it could be on fire. It could blow your mind. And it could blow your mind. No, the yeah. runs up there—it's—it's it's not laughable, but it is. Like, all right, so what did you do different on these? five, ten days of distilling. Right. That suddenly this max that everybody in the world wanted to step on was like, no, no, I, I want as much of it as I can get. How many of those barrels do you have? Like, I mean, it, mm-hmm. granted, yes, yeah, the same wood, but it's different. It blows your mind. Same, same other factors, but they're different. But then how does it just move? I mean, I don't know. But I don't want to even just keep this Four Roses centric, right? Because that would be doing a disservice to everything you guys do down at Carruthers Wine and Spirits in Cool Springs, Tennessee. This is not an advertisement. There is no No. money exchanging hands. You guys are just our friends coming over to have pours. But I think that people should know. I mean, 
you found that Catoctin Creek that not everybody's doing picks of. That was really good. That that Roundstone Rye. You always have a Wathens barrel pick that's out there. You have some other things that, you know, I think you have a Jefferson's out right now, mm-hmm. but there's always some good stuff coming in, whether or not it's Knob Creek, your 1792 full. It really just isn't limited to the Four Roses. I think Zeke and I's favorite picks of your guys from last year just happened to be Four Roses, but there were plenty of other good picks that we would put right up there. I'm, I'm pretty stoked about this uh, journeyman 100% wheat I hear is coming in. Mm-hmm. That's all. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But small, small cask, not many bottles for a yield, and 100% wheat that actually doesn't taste like it's young. No, that's all don't. you got to say. They're doing some good work. <laughs> and they don't do a lot of barrels of it either. No, they don't. Um, we've been one of their bigger supporters just because, I mean, like I said, we go based on, on flavor. We love flavorful whiskey, and we love presenting that to our customers. And that's just what we want to spread the word about. We love good whiskey, and that's what we pride ourselves on as far as what we pick. I'm very excited for about uh, that wheat pick. I've been asking about it for a long time. Apparently, it was only a gift shop release when they did a single barrel cast strength. And um, when James and myself uh, were presented the opportunity to pick one, yeah, let's just say I was pretty excited. It's coming in the door. So, I want to change gears for a little bit. We've talked about your picks. We've talked about you know the process of getting a pick, but... Mm-hmm. Dan said something about how you guys keep each other in check from making a bad decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have been drinking this black box whiskey in a box that Zeke decided to bring over. This is like the worst decision you've ever had. I would not go that far. Hey, well, we're still open-minded. It's well, not. You gotta be I have been. I have John, been. I've made way worse decisions in life. I would agree with that comment. I've been sipping on this and sniffing this, I mean, over an hour at this point. This is just like bad barbecue. Well, I mean, if you're mixing, it's great. If you're mixing, it's twenty one ninety nine. It is for a quick kick in the head. It's gallon. good too. It's twenty one ninety nine for a half gallon of whiskey in a bag, which is in a fine. In a, in sorry, a but it's in a bag in a box. box. Bag in a box. Bag in a box. Slap the bag. Just it's fine. Right. <laughs> Hey, I mean, they're, they're not paying me, but it does have For six, canoe trips. It does Steeple have a six-year age statement. Six years. Three so times says, peerless. Three times. Sorry. So Zeke said <laughs> it is a six-year age statement. What did you say? How many times peerless is it? Three. three six years. Yeah. This I, is I mean, definitely a throwback whiskey, though. I will say that, I mean, it'll get you where you want to go if you just want to be out there and doing it. But it's not terrible. It's just different. I'm not know. good. Not good. <laughs> but I'm just good try. I but hey, know, black box. Steeplechase is over. Right. It's another year <laughs> until Steeplechase comes back in Tennessee. Hey, in, in perspective though. Oh, these are woo girls. Twenty three bucks. Yeah. I don't well, feel see, bad. I, exactly. That, <laughs> you got to look at it from all sides. But yeah, twenty three bucks for one point five. But uh, there's, uh, yeah, five there's not, not a lot of it out there. And I will say, just a retrospect. You can slam that without feeling too much of. That's true. Yeah, I mean it's eighty it. proof. I mean, yeah. you, you you guys run a store for a living. I mean, honestly, yeah. at the price, yeah. would you feel bad if somebody came in and said, "Look, I need a rye for a mixer or to something"? Just get blitzed on. 
Mike. And you don't uh, have to go back for a very long time. We don't support people getting blitzed. Please don't drive drunk. <laughs> uh, have a sober Everything driver, in moderation. Uber, everything in moderation. However, if I was 22 years old, I think I would be into this if I was in college. I At this point in my life, there's just the nose. My tasting note on this for the nose, it's weird. My mm-hmm. it, There's just, you put it to your nose... There's just something funky about it. And then when I taste it, my tasting note is there's just something funky about it. It's definitely different, but in the same aspect, when you see something like that, you're just like, you know what? $22? I definitely want to try this just to see where this is at. I'm going to lose in my Joe mind. Joe Schmoe comes over and wants to mix your bourbon and coke oh yeah something for a mixer for him put yeah, that man. into, you, put that you, into the can and make it look classy or something you, but. you, you get burned on oh, give me something nice and they yeah. dilute it mix it etc like, yeah, you, nice you pour it on rocks <laughs> in a glass and they put coke or sprite yeah, or something right. on top of it you well, we ain't friends no more but I'd be interested in figuring out what's in this because whiskey my, my tasting note on this six years my tasting note on this Four. is like I licked the grill after I took the the steak off. It's like a mix of charcoal. It's like it tastes very charcoaly to me. No, there is there is some weird wood component. I got that throughout it. Um, very simply, for a nose wise, I, I said it was uh, drops of vanilla extract sitting on wet wood. Palate wise, it has a barley component to it. Um, and it just seemed like a really soggy golden gram. That's exactly where I was. I got wet newspaper on the nose. It's, it's wet something. I don't know. I mean, uh, and then a, a graham cracker on the on the palate. Oh, Maybe so that's the, what it is. The, the noses and the palates are aligned again. Sorry, John. You're out of minute now. It, it's just... <laughs> but there's some... I get where you're saying graham cracker now, but there's something charcoal-y about yeah, but it, it to it's, me. It's not like what I think we all would associate, especially... Six years already is what it is. But if you tell somebody six years and oak or charcoal or wood, you think bitter, like just sharp, dry, and bitter. And it's not. It's just damp. I don't know any better yeah. way to say it. It's yeah, dank. Damp. Yes. Dank. It, there's just a, a, a musty. It's a wet like component. A, a must. Yeah. yeah like, it, uh, say it, it's no, not, honestly, it's not like, like a bad like six year bourbon when you say oak and everybody thinks, oh, bitter. It's going to make my tongue. It parched. tastes like wet rug. Well, think about like a smoked bologna. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go deep here, but I mean that. That's that's you think about sandwich meat that got that smoked flavor to it, but it's not got a lot of flavor. You know. Yeah. I don't want to. Well, and bologna's spongy as well, so there's your wet side to there it. There you go. I mean, well, it's just the rug makes the room. So <laughs> it <ties> the <laughs> But here's my thing. For what it is, it's not bad. Yeah. Not you know, all. we've had enough young bourbons out there or whiskeys that are just too tight, too just can't get it to that right spot. I think this is something that definitely and and makes laughably because I always pick on John for he he always looks at packaging, marketing, the whole aspect of things. Right? I just normally consider the juice. Well, I just want to make sure that people took the time to make a good presentation. Well, so that, that's my thought. Is with this product, it's in a box, a black box, 
inside of a bag. So very simply, you're devaluing yourself to a degree. Like there's no, there's no pompousness, no nothing. You're just saying, here we go. Two buck Chuck at $23 for a 1.75. And it's not bad. Yeah. And, and it, it's drinkable to say the least. So all that being said though, where I do think this would be really interesting is like in an old fashioned or a Manhattan, mm-hmm. the smokiness to it, that charcoal to it, I think would add an interesting component to mixed drinks mm-hmm. that could really spice up something like that. I don't really see myself kicking this thing back neat though. No, it's not a neat pour, but I mean, our, we, we all like high proofers. We all like to drink things neat. At the same time, about three or four or five, all right, the tongue's feeling it, the palate's feeling it. You look at that bottle, you're like, hmm, no, I don't want to waste that right now. Like, I'm not going to enjoy or appreciate it. And that's when you turn to this. And, I mean, everybody knows that I use Beam plenty of times. And I even have to doctor it with bitters half the time to get it down, so to speak. At least this, I can take it as is and not feel bad. Well, it's like we've talked about, you know, it's a palate warmer. You know, you could use this. Definitely. I mean, to John's point, throw a little ginger ale in there and you could get your palate ramped up for what you're fixing to experience. I, I could save some money and have this $22 black box bagged box whiskey, or I could just spend an extra couple of bucks and get a Four Roses Yellow label. I mean, that's honestly the difference, you know, between almond milk and other things. I. Ah, yes. I mean, almond milk is a luxury. It is a luxury. Honestly, um, I mean, you can abbreviate everything, but a spade's a spade. It's nut juice. (laughs) But, Sean, you know, every now and then, you just want to relive those glory days, college moments, roughing it on a weekend, quote-unquote, air mattress on the floor. You know, it's good times. It's fun times. Just getting these. I can't tell my college stories on this podcast. <laughs> Hashtag turnt. <laughs> well, he did go to Kentucky. Animals. Egg. Hey, mm. there's nothing wrong with the cats. Let's I appreciate a lot of things from Kentucky, so <laughs> it's all good. What I will say is here's my PSA for going to the University of Kentucky. Not only do you get a fine education from a fine institution... You also leave with a minor in bourbon, whether or not you like it or not. Experience. Go ahead and go see, uh, and you leave with a minor not only in bourbon, you leave with a minor in horse racing, too. Well, you just raised, you know, applicants by 30% on that, talking about bourbon. I know, exactly. Let's wrap all of this up with the black box. Would you guys (laughs) buy this at $22 for a half gallon and slap the bag? Uh, well, let me just say, I'm glad I got to try it. For what I'm going to be spending that mid-20 gap on, probably not. But like I said, glad I got to try it. But that's just my little spiel on it. There's a lot of other whiskeys I'd probably pay for in that mid-20 range. Dan, what you got? If the mood hits, I think it's, you know, depending on what you're doing with it, I, I do think if you're... You have folks coming over, you're going to do some cocktails, something simple, you know, to Zeke's point earlier about the, you know, you want to make sure that the higher dollar whiskey is not being used as a mixer. Uh, I, I think it's great. I mean, for, for what it is. James? 
I'm a fan if uh, you definitely have people coming over to mix. Um, drinking straight, I probably wouldn't put that in my glass. But, um, I mean, for 1.75 for, you know, 22, 25 bucks and, uh, you know, don't know who's coming over. Yeah, I'll slap the bag and press a button to get some whiskey out. But, but and also, simply, someone tells you they have whiskey in a box. They paid twenty-two dollars for a one point seven five. Would this value. be a, would this be above or below expectations? I'd say above for me. I mean, again, I mean Chandler is a huge Golden Graham fan. He he would love this. I, I think it's definitely something that you would want for the price. I mean, it's typically I go old charter. I mean, it is what it is. You know. That's my go-to bottom shelf. I think we all immediately expected, like, man, I'm. I expect I'm, I'm going to smell it, maybe taste it, and spit it. In I the thought sink. it was going to be tight and astringent and not not a go. So I could for twenty-two dollars, I would rather buy four <laughs> almond milks than have this. I would also, for five dollars, buy a bag of charcoal and lick <laughs> it, and I would get the same taste that I get from having this. I'll buy you the charcoal, me the 1.75. We'll sit in the yard. People can watch. Here is what I will say, Zeke. Here I'm going to feel my, better than you will. Here is my number one reason, and you are not going to be able to debate me on this. I would rather buy, for $25, a liter of early times bottled in bond than have yeah. this any day. Hands down. That See, that, yeah. I mean, that's a tough perspective. I'm just saying, for what you're going to spend for this, I would rather buy two Heaven Hill bottled in bonds. Either way, you got to drive to Kentucky. You got to factor in gas mileage. Yeah, Time away from the family. You can't get this box well, we of whiskey in, in Tennessee right now. Oh, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> just saying, I'm sounding very convincing at this point. No, I think there's... there's well, you would definitely go to have, go to Kentucky to get the Heaven Hill there, six year, but you wouldn't go to Kentucky to get this box. No. This is a convenient. 100% convenient. An easy play to both sides. I'll just say, I think we at least laughably could all agree, like... We it's, thought this was going to be way, we thought it was be way terrible. worse. I, like, I, it's palatable, <laughs> but it's just something... Do I think everybody should buy it for twenty two bucks? Is it a novelty that you should sit around and try it and drink with your friends? Sure. Do I like it? No. I mean, think about it, John. You have random people come over and they may or may not know you dabble in bourbon. You pull out a boxed bourbon or whiskey. I guarantee they never heard of it. Look, this guy's supposed to be a a knowledgeable person here. Can I, throw, can I, can I, can I also get a half sorry. gallon of Evan Williams, which sorry, I like can, a little Can I throw bit. an analogy out there for you guys? So this is kind of like going to see Stormy Daniels at Deja Vu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If I have, if I have friends that are coming in town yeah. that say I'm a whiskey guy and and expect me to pull out something big, I'm pulling out California Gold. I'm not pulling out. A boxed whiskey. Oh no! I'm just nah. saying. I'm I'm all about even. You may not be a whiskey enthusiast when you come to my house, but I want you to start trying some things if you even like kind of fathom it just a little bit. So, if you come to the store and you have a question, we yeah. have hundreds of bottles open. That's at, our at any point in time. We don't want you to leave there not knowing what you're taking home. Mm-hmm. For, I would, for the most part, 
I would give them Long Branch before I gave them this. Seven fifty for the price point. Price? Though? Yeah, the price it's forty point. bucks though. Sorry, I would give them Four Roses Yellow Label. So let's mm-hmm. talk about something that is attainable in Tennessee, right? Four Roses Yellow Label, as Dan said, Old Charter. If you can find it, Old Charter is not as easy to find as you think. Not the Old Charter eight year, but eight just seasons, regular like eight seasons. What yeah. it is now. I still think Evan Williams Black is one of the best bangs, but Evan Williams Black. I, I like Evan Williams Green Label for nine yeah. ninety nine better than I like this. Yeah, so that that's where I'm saying like there's there's some whiskeys and there's one like an MGP. It's called Jesse James, and it's eighty proof and it's in that same price point as Evan Williams. It's just um, just depending on what you want to do, but I do feel like there's always a crowd for certain things. So all right, Zeke, we can agree to disagree on this one. Well, that's normal. Yeah, it is normal. Let's take a break here. Because we do, after all, I feel like we've done so much already. We are going to come back. We have a blind of three different rye whiskeys that I find super interesting. Everybody brought, if you saw the table right now, you guys aren't here, but the table has assorted for Roses, Michters, Willet, Maker's Mark, that, that new Maker's Mark that's in there. Zeke and I will do a show on that at some point. There's so many things on the table we decided to pick three rye whiskeys. We picked Old Carter, Kentucky Owl from last year, and a four-year-old Willet. We're going to come back. I'll give you the tail of the tape. We'll give you our guesses on these, and then we will tell you if we're right, if we're wrong, but we'll also give you our tasting notes. So, Zeke, go ahead and do what you do best. Fast forward that tape. We'll come back and talk about these. All right, and we are back. In the break, we had Old Carter Whiskey Company, Straight Rye Whiskey, 56.1 ABV, 112.2 proof. It is an MGP-only bottle. It's got 1,269 bottles, so not very many. This is going to come in at a smooth $180. So this is a big investment here. Kentucky Owl Rye, it's batch one. It came out last year, 55.3% ABV. 110.6 proof, 11 years old. This comes in at $130, so a little bit middle of the road compared to what we have here. Last but not least, we did Willet Family Estate Small Batch Rye. It is a four-year-old whiskey, 57.5% ABV, 115 proof, coming in at the least expensive of the bunch at $45. So what we did here, so you guys understand what's going on, is Zeke blinded all of us. We blinded Zeke. What we're going to do is Zeke is going to tell us what all of these were. We're using the honor system. We all have this written down. You guys can trust us that we are not fudging this in any way, shape, or form, but it's just going to be a lot smoother. If Zeke tells us what we had, and then we'll give you our tasting notes and rankings, we'll also tell Zeke what he had. So when we go through, we will tell you if we got it right or wrong. So Zeke, go ahead and tell us what we had from left to right. Left, Carter, middle, Owl, right, Willet. I mixed up the Willet and the Owl. Did anybody else mix up? Am I the only one that got it wrong? Mm-hmm. Which is even more laughable considering, you, you know, I, the ADD, I worry about forgetting what blinds I pour, so I always do something simple. Alphabetical, C-O-W. Cow. <laughs> which I'm pretty sure I do more times than not John still misses it 
Well, I wanna <laughs> I wanna talk about this uh, longer when we go into the tasting notes. But Zeke, yours you had owl on the left, Willet in the middle, and Old Carter on the right. I mean, you made the same mistake. Interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. So we are obviously getting schooled by the professionals today. Um, tell me, you guys, as you're going through this, tell me your your favorite. So just go around and say which one you thought was the best out of all three of them, second and third. I know Justin's a little bit torn on this one, but you know maybe Dan and and James, you might have a, a solid point of view. I uh, I really enjoyed the old Carter and the Kentucky Owl, but my favorite was the four year old Willet. Um, second would be the Kentucky Owl, and the third old Carter. So I've got I'm one of those guys where I like whiskeys for different reasons, but when I pull all this together. I was in order. I was Kentucky Owl, Willet, and then Old Carter. And I will explain why later. James, what do you have on this? I had it pretty simple for me. Um, I'm a little different from the two guys before. I actually like Kentucky Owl still as my favorite. But then I, I had Carter and then Willet. Zeke, what about you? Looking at my uh, blunder here, uh, which is... I don't know, laughable considering I normally say I'm not a big fan of the owl and what I thought was the owl I was a pretty big fan of. I would simply go Willet, Carter, then owl. So knowing what I have here and knowing that I got it wrong and I came in thinking I was going to like the owl the best, I pulled a Ryan Lay and I assigned the one that I thought was going to be the best to the one that I thought tasted the best. So I said the Willet was the owl. And that's because I like the Willet the best. Surprisingly, I'm going for the value play here. Second, I like the Old Carter. And third, I like the Owl. Let's start with Old Carter as the first one since it was our left to right. And Zeke, it was backwards order for you. But Justin, give me your tasting, your nose, your taste, your finish on the, the Carter. Let me just go back and saying that this was hard for me to rank just because I liked all three of these. And such a politician. I like you know. I like all three of these, and I will drink these just because of a flavor. But if I like, if this were be a barrel selection for me or something like that, that's kind of the way I go into it. The uh, the old Carter, I got dill, 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 dilly, 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 dill pickle, and it was one dimensional. But I mean, the mouthfeel was great, finish was great. I like that ninety five percent, five percent rye MGP. I, I mean, I love that rye aspect. That's what gave me a way for that to be old quarter. Well, can because I just was, stop us here for a second? Can we just all agree that everything about old Carter was dill pickle? Oh, yeah. Yes. Dill. And, I mean, should we dill. just save some time? Yeah, you keep me from talking. Yeah, dill. It was so much dill pickle, and then the only thing I'd add is I said it was like a smack your tongue. It, it, it had a little bit of dryness to me in the sense that, like, after you had it, it's like having a... Mm-hmm. A pickle where you like it had a little yep. weight and body on the nose. It was super sweet. Like I wrote down, really, really sweet. Like nose another two first, and then coming to that one, like it, it was, it was sugary. I, I was still pickled all day long. Well, I, I got it palate, but nose. I, I actually wrote uh, slightly tight because of that that puckering 
flavor, you know, that in your mouth, you you want something that's creamy and expands, and this, I know it's been open for a while, and it still had that tight feel to me. One aspect I find that if you can find this, the people that like some of those nine-year-old Willets that have that dill pickle flavor, it may not be exactly the same, but it is cheaper to what you would find those for now. I know that makes Zeke make the poop face at me, but it, you know, when Zeke disagrees with me, he has a face that looks like he's pooping. Um, but we, we've never FaceTime when I'm on the john. I'm just saying. <laughs> you don't know what this looks like. You just look like you're squeezing one out. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying some of those nine years are special. They're special, but I think that for 180, I can get dill pickle on this. Opposed to maybe one that's not as special that's going to go for four or five hundred bucks right now. Yeah, I mean it's like dill pickles at a North Georgia farmers market versus a South Georgia still farmers market. <laughs> Completely different. Still <laughs> but so so that's where we have old Carter. I you know the pickle lingers. It does. You, you kind of all all pickle. Yeah. I, I did get a little bit of caramel on the nose. I, I understand where Zeke said he got a little sweetness to it. It was like a sweet dill pickle. Let's move on to what I thought was the Willet, but was actually the Owl. I'll start this one off. I, I was a little bit thrown on this because I got a little slight astringency on the nose. And I think that's what threw me the most on this. Is I think it smelled the youngest to me. Like I had a little burn there. Lots and lots and lots of spice on the palate where I kind of confused that. If, if you think about the characteristics of what the Willet has, the four years, the 115 proof opposed to the 110 proof, that's where my mindset went. And that's why I thought it was the Willet over the Owl. It was the spiciest to me, had a little bit of uh, a finish and, and I'm just gonna throw these two together because they were so confusing and I think we should should do that opposed to doing each one of them individually. Why I thought the third one was the owl for me and it ended up being the Willet was I said, it doesn't smell like, it doesn't have spicy rye notes to me on the, on the nose. I got caramel oak. The taste to me was oaky, vanilla, and caramel. It didn't taste like a bourbon to me. The finish, I said it lingered like a bourbon. And I was remembering when Owl first came out, and I said, this doesn't taste like a rye to me. It tastes more like a bourbon to me than it does a rye. So I almost think, like, did Zeke mess up my glasses to mess with me because he's mad that he got things wrong three weeks in a row. So I'm a little bit suspect here about... These were mass poured. I'm just some saying. On the table. I'm a little suspect. Like, you might still be bitter from the Elmer T. Lee. Hey, the only thing bitter about that tasting was the Eagle Rye. Or Eagle Rare. Sheesh. Justin, let's go around the table. You talk about those two together. But I, I thought that was interesting that the four-year-old tasted the oldest to me out of the bunch. For the Willet Rye, which I... That was the from left to right number three, um, my second favorite in the ranking. It I did slightly taste the youngness in it. Um, it had a little bit more of a sweeter factor, but still a little bit more of those greener notes. 
but still had a great, uh, had a nice mouthfeel, long finish, lingering flavors. It gave you the hug, but it wasn't muted. You just had a lot of that flavor in there. And just tasting a lot of the will it rise. I, I, I know it's a low rye, so just having all those mingling flavors together, I think that's where it kind of tied in for me, just especially with the youngest between the first two. The reason I picked the Kentucky Owl Rye is I've said this since it came out last year. It's been one of my favorite whiskeys, especially in the rye category of last year. I got more of that oak up front. It was sweet. It was complex. It hit every dynamic of my palate, which I really loved. I mean, I just I thought that was a very special bottle, and I think that's why I was able to key in on that right off the bat. So, and I'm not even throwing any kind of disrespect towards that old Carter because when I first tasted it, I love that dill, dill, dill. But I like, I mean, I love I love rye whiskey. I love whiskey in general. So. Just depends. No, I mean, I'm with you. I think I like it. This one's tough because we rank them, but I like them each individually for Mm -hmm. different reasons. And I don't think there's one, you know, we have to give a ranking because that's the show, but I would drink all three of these these all the time. These are great. These are all great pours. And um, I would just say going back to why I guess the, uh, the Willet, Slightly bit out the Kentucky or uh, slightly bit out the old cars because I mean, if you could find that at that price point, that is a solid, solid, solid pour. And I've been a fan of Willet Rye ever since I've tasted their own distillate and even their source stuff. I just can't say enough about it. So, Dan, I went through, I got on the Willet. I got a gumball type nose on there, and then it was just from there, it just even got better. Um, as Justin said, I, I could tell it was slightly young, but great mouthfeel, a lot of depth. I think, you know, with the flavors that you're getting, and that's what I think helps mask that age uh, to make us think that it's, it's older. And, you know, incredible. I put younger, but incredible on there. Kentucky Owl, I really enjoyed the nice creamy flavors to it. Slight dill pickle on there. Nothing as impressive as Old Carter with the dill, but what I really like about the Kentucky Owl is that the nose through the finish, it's consistent, it's solid, it's a great pour. I I could could just, you know, the old... uh, what would you have on a desert island, deserted island? You know, I would, I would take the Kentucky Owl for sure. But I'm really impressed with what Will is doing, and I think mm-hmm. the four year is what stood out to me to be the best for tonight. Wait, wait, wait! Stop the clock for a second. What was your order again, Zeke? Left Cal. to right. Yeah, left to right. Carter Al Willet. Mm-hmm. Okay, Cal. Sorry, Cal. I thought you spelled owl for a second. I was like, I wonder how you did that. <laughs> oh, me? No. No, no, that's, that was, uh, no. That was, it was cow. It was cow. Future shows, I'm not going to go decent in order for the alphabet, but this one, one I kept it going. All right, James, what do you have on these two? So these two guys, uh, for me, it was pretty easy to differentiate between the two. Um, Will it, for me, seemed a little younger, uh, just off the palate, everything. Um, Got a little more mint to it. I'm a big Al Rye fan. 
and I could just pick it out right off the bat. But the four-year Willet is really good for the price point, everything that's at. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I'm not trying to discredit by any means, but I thought the owl had a little more, a little more body to it, a little more complexity. Um, but you're going to get that with age. So for what it is, Willet at the same age would probably be better. But that's where I'm at. A lot, of, a lot of years before uh, Willet sees a, a, a exactly. age Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it's so good right now. I mean, no. yeah. I mean, for what it is, like, it's awesome. I'm, I'm not even sure it would be as good. I mean, people. That's true. There's still a moniker on age statements and whatnot, and we all get it, but especially with rye. Mm-hmm. Throw the book out the window. Definitely. Taste it. You like it or you don't. Move mm-hmm. on. Don't worry about the age statement because. If you can't get past that, you're not going to appreciate what you're drinking. Well, I look forward to an 11-year, 12-year age statement on that rye because I'm I'm of that six to eight-year sweet spot. I really feel like, you know, and again, to what James is saying, four years, it's incredible. I can't wait for six years, eight years. Where are we going to be and how's that going to be playing out? It's already good as young as it is, and uh, we've always been fans of the even three three year small batch that they've mm-hmm. been doing. And it's just showing wonders of what potential is ahead. So yeah, I mean the the monkey in the room is I mean what's an eleven year single barrel rye going to cost? Right? Yeah. <laughs> About that. But, but I mean it is what it is. But uh, you know we'll 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 uh, we'll tater to that when. Uh, <laughs> when it gets there <laughs> but um you know as of right now let's just just enjoying what we have available to us and just keeping an open mind and all of us around the table just love whiskey in general and we're just looking for that experience and flavor profile so oh yeah i mean it's all about sharing together and collaborating thoughts and um everybody's got their different opinions but at the same time we love the hobby and we love what's revolved around it. So, and, and rye is fun to discuss. Bourbon, it's much more narrow window of I liked it or I didn't. Yeah, right. Rye is so yeah. dynamic right now because it's just now scotch. getting out there in popularity. Exactly. So there's so many things. <laughs> You're right. Oh. Um, real quick, for what I honestly thought was the Willet, uh, turned out to be the Owl nose. I just said it had a feisty mint palette i said it was young not too green but i just couldn't get an age out of it for what ended up being the willet i thought it has a really sweet nose with alcohol behind it it was a i said it was a summer field grasses rise summer winter there's seasons involved at least to me mentally with it mm-hmm. uh, summer breeze summer field feel fine. that depth acapella um <laughs> Palette-wise, barley sweet, some honeysuckles. There was a fair heat, nice linger, maybe even honey smacks. Towards the finish, uh, it took me a while to pinpoint, but I thought it was like a caramel-dipped green apple, which I guess might be telling that its age being a green apple, but you don't see those too often at the you know fairs or whatever. But that was what I put together. It was just simply like a, a super just you know, green tart apple with some caramel just glazed over it. Uh, Carter, nose-wise, I just said it was really, really sweet. I mean, it was compared to these first two. It was day and night difference. Um, honestly, at least interpreted more of a caramel or malt smell than a rye based on the mash. That may not be possible, but it just didn't smell like a rye compared to the two. 
although palette-wise, it was definitely deal with age. There was some heat um, and an herbal component, more like seasoning, not like Jaeger, if that makes sense to anybody. But that's really where I was with it. Real quick, would you buy these? Yes. So let's, yes. go around, let's go around the table. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All three of them? Retail, yes. Hands down. Yes. No question. The only one I would toy with is is the Carter, just because it is 180, and that's a little bit higher for me. I liked it. I kind of go back to, I love the dill pickle aspect of it. What I go back to in my mind is, would I rather have three, four rows of store picks than have this one? And that's just the question. It, it would depend on the day. I do like the taste of it. I just am torn on whether or not when I'm spending that much, it's almost like I'm psyching myself out knowing that I'm spending 180 when I could be, it's like, it's like the Walmart effect. Like I'd rather buy more of something less than spend. So that, that's where I kind of go there. Uh, But the other two I would buy for sure. It's hard for me to say. I would, I would honestly, I like the old Carter enough to where I probably would buy it again. Yes, I, if I see Kentucky Allen out, I'll buy it all day long and will it four year for that price point? Absolutely. Yeah. Just uh, the old Carter. The only thing, I mean, I like the dill. Like, I mean, by itself, I love that traditional dill pickle rye. I mean, I really like it. Um, it's just, especially being that first batch of 1,200 bottles, I mean, that puts it in a little perspective. If I had the chance to buy it at a decent price at retail, I probably would pick it up just to have a backup for later on. Yeah. I'm with you, John. I think it would be definitely Kentucky Allen Willett. I'd like to have a friend that would buy the old Carter and share with them. Uh, maybe I could find a, a, a bottle that they don't have and I could share with them on that. So I've already claimed John, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to come from a different perspective on this because that deal that I get from that old Carter is the only deal I've got anywhere reasonably close to Husks, White Wax. Ten-year rye Ten that is rye. sitting there from the Kentucky Bourbon Affair from I 20, love what was that, from 2015, 2016. There's not any other bottle I've got that that rye off of. So, no, I'm I'm a little opposite from these guys on that. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love the Willet. I love the Kentucky Owl. But going to the Old Carter, like, if you like that deal, you like that rye, mm-hmm. and if you're a big Willet guy, that might be more up your line than any of the other two. That makes sense. Oh, that's good. Well, we've been talking for a long time, guys. We definitely appreciate you coming out. We hope this is not the last time that you come out. We know that there's some good stuff in the works for the Barrels and Brews crew, so we are looking forward to what's going to happen this year with that, and we hope that you come back again before some good things happen so we can talk about it. But thank you guys so much for coming. Well, and uh, not to thank you. put down the spot, but I did see him go with the uh, Infinity Pour, so to speak, which we do a lot of times. Ooh, I'm down. I, I want to hear his thoughts on this, and I, I won't share mine, but I did do this already. You did? Oh, yeah. It, it, it's a goner. Oh, right? oh, the nose, the nose is, is great. Good. It's almost a perfect right nose. Sorry, I, I laughed because normally I do the Infinities and... I at least get a seemingly better product than any of the three or four whatever things we've tasted tonight. I, I, it was off. The balance was it, it's way skewed. It's the first time we we've mixed what we tasted that night, mm-hmm. and I would say I would put it last compared to anything else we tasted. It is 
I don't know. It was just probably a lot of offsetting flavors. Honestly, something about it is way off, which I guess it speaks to rye again and how diverse yeah. it can be. But definitely didn't think I would just mix those. No, normally, it's just a bourbon, and <laughs> when we mix them at the end, we're like, man, yeah, they should just bottle this. But when I had the first taste of that, I was like, well, the oh, nose. Oh. I think the nose is great. <laughs> but well, there's so much variance, in not only age. You know, the proofs are all kind of similar, but the age and and uh, and the profile of these are so different with the dill and. Mm-hmm. You know, the spiciness and, and the smoothness. So, sorry, I, did, I just saw it wanted an extra perspective because to me it was the first time that I'd had the, the, the mingling of whatever we tasted. And no, I, I didn't appreciate it more. I was like, oh man, am, am I off here? What's going on? I, I get it, Zeke. On the same note, I don't want to get in trouble. So, we've been here for a very, very long time. I need to get home in case the wife wakes up and realizes that I'm not home yet. So that being or she realizes that barrel head isn't under your side of the bed and the mattress is leaning. <laughs> exactly. You guys did come tonight. You signed the barrel head. We thank you again for coming. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for having Thanks, us. Thanks, man. And uh, we'll do it. We will do it again soon. Zeke, for everybody else, I want to make sure that they go visit these guys. So go ahead and find Barrels and Brews on Instagram. Find Bearded Dram on Instagram. Go ahead and follow them at Carruthers Wine and Spirits on Facebook. And it is Carruthers WS on Instagram. Go ahead and find these guys. Uh, tell them what you like. Tell them, you know, if you're coming into town, make sure you go down to the Cool Springs area and see these guys at Carruthers Wine and Spirits. I will tell you that they will take the time. This is not just a PSA, but they will take the time and they will taste with you. They will pull out what they have. They will share. They will let you know, uh, help you hone in on what you like. If you're a novice, they will point you to the right direction. If you are an intermediate or advanced bourbon drinker, so just all in all good guys uh, not only do we have them on here but we're actually friends in real life so really appreciate everything these guys do for the nashville community they are some of the people that make nashville a really really cool place to to actually come and enjoy whiskey so uh, thank you for that but follow us at the same time at dad's drinking bourbon on facebook dad's drinking bourbon on instagram Bourbon Dads on Twitter. Listen to our podcast on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Podknife, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, all the places. Go ahead and visit us. Leave us a five-star review. If you don't like us, please reach out to us before you leave that review. We want to know what we could do to do better. But those five-star reviews and those notes that you actually put in there really help us, really help other people find our podcast because the higher you're ranked, the more apt people are to find you when they're searching for something. So please go ahead and do that. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Always right here in Nashville, Tennessee. And to to add quickly, this fall, we look forward to the official uh, Barrels and Brews own storefront coming out soon. We plan to be there and, um, you know, it should be a good time. Offline, there's been a you know grand opening talked about, and it will be grand to say the it least. It will be grand. We're, yes. fair, we're fairly excited about what's what's coming no. up in the future for us. There will be a lot of Uber riders. Oh, you'll be there. Well, that's what I was alluding to. So we hope you come on the podcast with us again because I'd be interested. I think there's a whole other topic we could talk about and what it actually takes to get a store up and going. I didn't want to get us into there because we've been talking about so much other stuff. So guys, stay tuned. We're going to have them on again. 
They can tell us what it actually takes to open up a liquor store. Thanks again, guys, for coming. Zeke, thank you for everything. Hope you all have a good night. Thank you. Ciao.